Welcome to the Ketones and Coffee Podcast with Lawrence Munaig, where we explore the ketogenic lifestyle and how it can improve your physical and mental health. Each week, we bring you valuable insights and advice from experts to help you on your journey to a healthier lifestyle. This episode is brought to you by BasicKetogenicLifestyle.com, where Lawrence coaches individuals with depression to reverse their symptoms and achieve a healthier, happier life using an evidence-based approach. So sit back, relax, and join us as we dive deep into the world of ketones and coffee. Subscribe to the Ketones and Coffee podcast today and never miss an episode. Hey guys, before we start the episode, I'd like to announce our partnership with KetoCon, the science and stories of keto this summer from July 8 to 10 in Austin, Texas, held at the Palmer Event Center. KetoCon is an animal health and wellness event. It is the largest event in the U.S. focused solely on the science and stories of living a ketogenic diet and lifestyle. With 50 plus speakers, medical professionals, researchers, bloggers, technology developers, fitness experts, and everyday people like you and I who have used the ketogenic diet and lifestyle to improve their health, with 230 embedded exhibitors as well. People love this event because it's all about the community. Attendees are incredibly passionate about their health and the ketogenic low-carb lifestyle. It is a three days of non-stop motivation and inspiration, learning, networking, making new friends, sampling all the latest innovative products on the market, and enjoying the city of Austin. For discounted tickets, go to ketocon.org and click on the Get Tickets button. Use the discount code Ketones and Coffee at checkout and receive a 10% discount code on the three-day full conference passes. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. Hey, guys, this is Lauren. So welcome back to the Ketones and Coffee podcast, and thank you so much for tuning in. I know everyone here that's listening are here because you want to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle to the ketogenic diet and every single week I try to bring in guests that not only has the knowledge but these individuals has also been through the same trials that we all have been through when it comes down to our search for a better health. We get together in hopes to assist you on your own journey. I'm so excited for this guy. Stick around because our guest today is a registered and licensed dietitian and a long distance runner where she recently won her first ultra marathon covering 44.63 miles in a six hour time race. She is also a ketogenic lifestyle coach educating and helping clients transition into a low carbohydrate high protein animal based lifestyle. Part of her program is helping clients reverse chronic illness such as type 2 diabetes and much more. And recently, she has written a book titled The Dietitian's Dilemma, What Would You Do If Your Health Was Restored by Doing the Opposite of Everything You Were Taught? I'm so excited for this. I'm here with Michelle Hearn. Michelle, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much (laughs) for having me on. I appreciate it. I so love the title of the book. Um... Read the book and you did an amazing job, by the way. So, and just honored to have you on today. Thank you, thank you so much. I want to get into your story. Um, I, I was reading up on your story, and when you said you quit your job as an acute care dietitian for many, many years and wrote the book, um, I was really in awe of what you've done because, first of all, quitting your job is scary in itself, right? And you had right. to quit your job because. Correct me if I'm wrong, you really wanted to help these patients, help your patients. And with the current nutritional guidelines, these people are just not getting better. And from reading your story, the second you discovered patients can actually get better, 
you couldn't stand being there for another second. Is that is that uh, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate. I um, mm-hmm. you know, when I became a dietitian, you know, most I would say every healthcare provider I've ever met, you know, I became a dietitian in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. We all go in with the goal to help people, to yes, help patients yes. get better, improve their lives, improve their mm-hmm. quality of life. And, you know, just for the most part, yeah. I just didn't see that. But, but, and even from the time I was a young dietitian, there's I don't think so that's much common. I didn't agree with. I, to tell you the <laughs> truth, I don't think that's common. So that's where it gets interesting to me, right? What created this perfect storm for you to actually stumble upon this information and not brush it off, right? That's what other people do, I think. Um, unless they're truly oblivious to this message, they hear this and choose not to pay attention, Right. And but yeah. you did, but you did, and believe your story made you who you are and made you ask questions. We all know if you go against these, you know, big companies, you get silenced for sure. That's when you know <laughs> you true. have something That's special, true. right? Well, and I think you, I think there's a few things going on mm-hmm. that really prevent a lot of dietitians from accepting ketogenic mm-hmm. or low carb diets, you know, because I was actually shocked, you know, when, mm-hmm. when my health and I, and we can talk about it, I had my own health crisis, um, yeah. which really caused me to analyze what I was eating. But when I discovered the low carb, mm-hmm. high fat diet, and I really embraced that, I had no idea. There mm-hmm. were so many yeah. clinical trials that showed um, <laughs> yeah. how effective it was. You know, I was thought as a dietitian, it's dangerous, it's harmful. Mm-hmm. When in reality, we have tons of evidence. You know, it was Dr. Eric Westman who first told me that low-carb, high-fat diets are the most studied and the most effective diets out of any diet out there. So I want to preface your story here with our listener. And I urge, I urge everyone to get Michelle's book. She goes in that into the story that only reading a book can and also goes into detail on how to reverse chronic illness, such as, you know, we talked about type 2 diabetes. And I think it's so important that for them to understand this part of your life because that made you decide to choose this path of healing, right? So I want to talk to this. I want to preface this real quick. And in to, you said in 2019, you had experienced, you know, severe muscle pain and persistent anxiety that made you ultimately switch to that low-carb, high-protein animal diet. And right then you started to see some major changes in your life. So you got your life back and running ultramarathons, um, Michelle, for our listeners, let's go even further than that and talk about the environment you grew up in. And I think yeah, it's so key absolutely. to your story and the events that follow in your life. So Yeah, uh, and I'll try to give you the reader digest version. But, you know, I, um, I had a severe eating disorder when I was much younger. You know, my home environment was uh, pretty tumultuous and youngest of four. And at the age of 12, I was uh, almost five feet tall and 57 and a half pounds. So my BMI was a little over 11. Anyone who works in healthcare, anytime we see a BMI under 14, we're usually like, ugh, they're, they're not surviving. Mm-hmm. Uh, had was having heart failure, kidney failure. Everything was shutting down. You know, they said um, you could really die but, from that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I actually I was walking to class and I passed out. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I woke up, I was in a hospital. They said my blood glucose was 24, mm. and I didn't know what that meant. But we now, <laughs> as an adult and someone in the medical profession, I know that anything below 40 can put you in a coma and kill you. Mm. Um, yeah, and when I, I was immediately placed in eating disorder treatment, you know, I was there for two months. I was put on a standard American diet, 24-hour day tube feeding, and I had to be on seven different medications because mm. I had severe GI issues, anxiety, pain. And I was told as a 12-year-old, 
that you're just going to have eating disorder thoughts um, your whole life and you're going to have anxiety your whole life. So at this young age, I kind of accepted like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to be this high functioning person with an eating disorder. And that's, that was what I accepted. You know, this is, this is my, you know, and I think a lot of people just say like, okay, well, I have depression. I have anxiety. I have bipolar disorder. I'm obese. Like this is just my lot in life. And, you know, I went, I ended up becoming a dietitian and an athlete. And uh, I just, from the get go in the dietetic internship, there were things that just did not make sense to me. For example, we'd go into somebody's uh, room who had type two diabetes and my dietetic preceptor would say, Hey, um, we're going to teach them how to eat carbohydrates and consistently throughout the day and dose with medication. And I'm, I'm a student. I would just ask. I would say, well, why, why don't we just teach them not to eat carbohydrates since they, their body can't tolerate it, right? And they're, oh, no, 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 Michelle. Everybody needs carbohydrates. As dietitians, we are taught it doesn't matter if you're obese, diabetic, kidney failure. Everybody needs to follow the standard American guidelines. Mm. Then we went to the ICU, and I would look at the two feed ingredients. And I remember being like, oh, my God. I was 25. I was like, this is the same stuff that was fed to me as a 12 year old. Yeah. You know, the number one ingredients in tube feeding are maltodextrin, yeah. sugar, soy, canola oil. Yeah. So I just proposed these questions. I just said, hey, is this the best way to feed someone who's mm. been in a traumatic accident? And so, yeah, yeah it, it was very, it was very hard to be in that yeah. environment. But yeah. you're told, you're just constantly told it's calories, it doesn't matter, you know, go with the flow, mm. don't question the system. So yeah, that's that's kind of how it was as a younger, Man, <laughs> younger dietitian. Like you, you, but you did recover, and we, and then at that age, at that such a tender age, you, 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 you did say you had um, um, anorexia and an uh, eating disorder. But for me, it, it's somewhat look from from reading your story you had overcame that because you, you wanted to play sports again. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Mm. I always, I grew up very active. Mm. Um, I'm the youngest of four. My next mm. oldest sister and I were incredibly close. Yeah. She's only 14 months older than I am. Yeah. And I just kind of missed, you know, being a normal kid. Mm. And I knew that in order to do that, I was going to have to mm. gain weight. And so mm. I did. I became weight restored. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, though, yeah. you know, I had, even as a teenager, mm. you know, chronic anxiety, insomnia, yeah. But I did become weight restored, so I no longer would have fit the yeah, DSM five yeah. for anorexia. Yeah. And then, and then, when you did got better uh, at that age, you you wanted to play again, and and then you were you were breaking records, and you were the fastest kid in Texas. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I I wanted to. I was I was small, you know, uh-huh. for my age, and I wanted to play basketball and or soccer, yeah. and I got cut from those teams, and I just was heartbroken. And I remember. Um, you know, you had to do a physical education credit. Mm. And so my coach, the uh, basketball coach was going to put me in PE. Mm. And I was just like, Oh, I don't, please don't put me in PE. Is there mm. anything else? And she said, well, there's this running thing, you know, mm. and I, you should do running. You're, you clearly have too much energy. Cause yeah. I was just, you know, I would try really hard, but I was, like I said, I was small and uncoordinated yeah. and I fell in love with running it, you know, to me, running became something that such a beautiful purpose to kind of like fuel your body. Yep. Like I had to to eat and I was finally around a team again. Mm-hmm. You know, camaraderie mm-hmm. is, you know, the, my high school mm-hmm. teammates, my college teammates, mm-hmm. I'll never forget what that's like. So, yeah, you know, and certainly as a, you know, um, I had from the eating disorder, mm-hmm. I had low bone density. Yeah. So I've had some stress fractures, which, yeah. you know, ended my college career. I ended yeah. up um, 
becoming a marathon runner and as adults and, you know, qualified for Boston mm-hmm. several times, which, <laughs> which yeah. kind of leads me to my, my health crisis, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> I, but everything happens for a reason, yeah. you know, I, I, at this point, I feel like you have all of those experiences with, you know, before, before you became uh, an acute, um, care dietitian at this point you all have you do have all of that experiences in food and athletics and nutrition and performance plus your education i think you developed a sensitivity to food where you know that the quality of food can have a massive impact to your life but since nothing has confirmed what you know like most of us we don't know what we don't know i got that phrase from the book but um Mm -hmm. so when you work at the acute care hospital you've seen you've seen firsthand that people are given medicine the same standard american diet and not only they're not getting better you've seen patients condition got worse and worse hey guys let me tell you about this delivery service that's been a total game changer for my lifestyle did you know that it's now possible to get local fresh groceries delivered right at your doorstep well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. And if I can avoid buying non-keto-friendly items from supermarkets who psychs you into buying unhealthy foods, plus if it saves me a lot of time and money, sign me up. Instacart is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences, so no more rock-hard avocados and they will keep your eggs safe too. And Instacart will find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items. And you can get your first order today delivered for free when you purchase over $35 by following the link on the show notes below to let Instacart know that I sent you and to help to support the show. Instacart, never step foot in the grocery store again. Yeah, unfortunately, that was probably my biggest struggle was to see, um, we even, you know, called them frequent flyers. We would see people with type 2 diabetes or kidney failure come in and their labs were worse. Their pain was worse. Their, um, now as opposed to just an infection, now it's an amputation. Um, teeth are falling out. Dementia is happening. And in the same time, when you're, you know, we're told doctors and even older dietitians would tell me like, look, Michelle, it's not the guidelines. It's mm-hmm. just that people aren't following them. If people would just eat fruits and vegetables, if really? people would just eat these healthy whole grains. So we, we put a lot of blame on the patient. Mm-hmm. And I found to the most degree, patients were doing the very best they could mm-hmm. to follow these guidelines, you know, but as you and I know, the <laughs> following the nutrition guidelines leaves you hungry, leaves you undernourished, um, often leads you with these blood sugar spikes mm-hmm. and crashes. So you know, so yeah, you know, not, not a lot of people have seen what you saw. Like for you, you've done that for years, and you've seen it firsthand. And you had a unique view of the system where normal people don't see that. We don't see that. We don't see how, um, you know, my dad is type two diabetic, and mm-hmm. he doesn't tell me what happens in there. And I, I, I know that he was just given a, uh, a medicine that you know, he was expected to take for the rest of his life because, you know, obviously he, he's, there's a, they, they, they say there's a common progression. There's a natural disease progression. Um, and if you're taking medicine and not expected to get better, is, is it really medicine, right? Is it, or is mm-hmm. it like, is it a medicine to treat um, a symptom, right? Um, like you said, they don't ask them to change their diet and all they care about is get calories in their system. And not a lot of dietitians talk about this 
Why? What if I ask you? If I ask other dietitian why patients are not getting better, what do you think they will tell me? Because they they would tell you because they're not complying with the nutrition guidelines because they're not doing what they tell them to do. And I think you brought up a really good point that um, our healthcare right now is a failure on on three three different sects of people. Mm-hmm. Certainly, one is the medical community, the mm-hmm. medical community that has said, "Come to me, I have a solution. I will give you a pill." And then the pharmaceutical industry that says, come, you know, we will create these pills. Mm -hmm. They won't help you, but they'll keep you chronically sick. And then we also have to put some onus back on ourselves because we are looking, we are often not looking to do the harder things. Changing your diet is hard. Mm -hmm. Deciding because, and it's not just what you eat. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to make that very clear. And sometimes I don't think I say that enough. You have to shift how you think. You know, if you want to get over an eating disorder, if you want to get over obesity, type 2 diabetes, you can no longer be that person. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a saying, you can't fix problems with the same mindset that created them. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever trauma that has caused you to get here, whatever um, low self-esteem, low self-confidence, maybe you hate your life, your marriage, whatever, you have to shift and you have to be willing to change that Mm -hmm. too. And that is incredibly Mm -hmm. difficult. Mm -hmm. But you know what's easy? Mm -hmm. Taking insulin not changing your diet, Mm. taking metformin, Mm. eating cake every day. You know, those things are very easy. Mm -hmm. So as a society in general, you know, we got to toughen up a little bit. And certainly as our, our, um, our doctors and our, our, well, forget the pharmaceutical Mm -hmm. industry, they're not going to change, but our doctors need to do a better job of, of talking about lifestyle changes first. Yes, yes, yes. Because I do agree with you that it, it becomes our responsibility, but we don't know what we don't know. You need to know how first, you know, know, every dietitian should say, okay, and I'm also, you know, I'm not, people need to have options. Nobody it's, if you're not ready to change, that's okay. You know, I'm not, but you need to know that, Hey, you know what? We can start to lower your blood sugar in two weeks. We have Mm. clinical trials, two weeks. Mm. I had patients that were diabetic for 30 years, type two diabetes and died from complications of diabetes, you know? Yeah. And people, like you said, I've seen it. It's not just like, Oh, I'm a little overweight. It's like my leg is literally rotting. It is yeah. gross. It is awful. It is horrible. It is painful. So anyway, yes, in my <laughs> in my hopeful world, every dietitian would would teach. Mm. Um, you know, I call them mm. human physiology and common yeah. sense concepts. What will happen if they suddenly embrace this lifestyle, like the system, embrace this lifestyle? Well, most dietitians can't teach it. <laughs> if you work in a hospital setting, most hospitals mm. like where I worked will prohibit you from teaching it because it doesn't comply with the guidelines. Mm. You could lose your license. The hospital literally could get sued or shut uh, down. Um, on what grounds? You know, um, how how hospitals? It's you're under something called JCO. You're under these you're under these umbrella of big rules. Like everyone has to follow the standard of care, mm-hmm. and so if you do that, so. We follow the standard of care. We prescribe the nutrition guidelines. Mm. Someone dies of a heart disease. Mm. It's like, nah, whatever. Mm. I, I prescribe a low-carb diet. 99% of people get better. One person ends up dying of heart disease from something totally unrelated. We could get sued. Mm. So that's uh, that's kind of what it is. It's, it's really unfortunate. It's kind of like statins. Yeah. You know, Dr. Sai was told me that if you don't prescribe a statin and <laughs> – Somebody mm-hmm. dies of something unrelated, you could get sued, even though we know statins are relatively ineffective for um, heart disease. And we could even go down that rabbit hole of LDL. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, pharmaceutical industries, There's, it's been estimated that, you know, the top three pharmaceutical industries could potentially go out of business. You know, insulin is, is an incredibly um, expensive drug. And it's not just insulin. You know, we're treating um, 
<laughs> so yeah. many other things, so many infections and things that are uh, a lot of things result from hyperglycemia, you know, high blood sugar over time. So we really have to take control of our own health because how how did you find this lifestyle? It's 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 not mainstream. It's no like you you found it through your own health crisis. Yes. And for you to wrap your head around an, a, a, an animal-based diet, you really have to be desperate. I think so. I think desperation is what, um, it's really hard to change um, without desperation. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I've seen people, probably the, <laughs> the quickest I've ever seen people change or want to change. You know, I, I worked in oncology mm -hmm. for a while. And if you talk about a group that's ready to make a change, you know, they might not have been yesterday. Today, they'll sell their house and do yeah. whatever it takes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I was trying to qualify for the Olympic trials and the marathon. Mm. I was running a lot of miles uh, working at a hospital in Portland, Oregon. Mm. And my body just started hurting. Everything hurt. And mm. I was used to pain, you know, your long-distance runner. Yeah. Yeah. But it became disproportionate. It became chronic. Uh, I, I was getting cold sweats. I couldn't run. Yeah. My anxiety went from yeah. bad to worse. Started having suicidal ideation. Uh, you know, saw some doctors, dietitians, they all told me to eat more and eat more carbohydrates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was eating 350 grams of carbs at the time. And so I ended up eating, you know, four or 500 grams a day. And, you know, as you can imagine, that just yeah. made everything worse. And, and because your conventional, uh, your conventional, uh, medicine couldn't help you anymore. And, yeah, and there was nothing. And if you, and for my, for my dad, like he's, he's still, he knows about keto. He knows about alternative medicine, right? But if you really don't, you know, do your own research or if, you know, even worse, your doctor uh, recommends against it. And that becomes uh, another problem because you're now scared to, yes. um, to take that leap. And now you're forced to, it's, it's already hard to, um, change your lifestyle it, it becomes even harder if your doctor you know doesn't recommend it. <laughs> like, fear is a powerful motivator yeah. you know fear um many people who say okay i want to maybe i should change maybe i want to change like honestly like when i decided i was going to make a change i was afraid even with all my knowledge, I was like, what if I get sick? What if I have no have any energy? Yeah. Just because I was told over and over again, keto is bad, fat is bad, yeah. you know, waking, you know, all this stuff. So you have, you know, we have that as a society. We still have a lot of doctors, dietitians, and health professionals saying, eat everything in moderation, keto will kill you. And then a lot of people, yeah. if they want to change, yeah. they have family members, people that they love and care about saying, this is dumb. You don't want to do this. You know, yeah, <laughs> as I shared is. in my book, my partner was less than excited about, um, mm -hmm. you know, initially I was going to do a, a keto diet and then I decided to do full carnivore for 30 days. And it's hard. Because there, so you there are campaigns to... against it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no money in wellness. You really mm -hmm. have to. Before you make a change, you know, I always tell people step back and use your common sense. As a society, we've stopped doing this. We're just, you know, listening to all these messages. Like, tune into yourself. There is no money to be made by you being healthy. And if you can sit with yourself, like, I literally sat with myself and said, I am miserable. Like, my life, I, I, was, a, I was a terrible partner. I was short. I was, you know, <laughs> irritable, angry. I wasn't sleeping. I was in chronic pain. My anxiety was so bad. I was calling into work. I could no longer run. 
I said, my life is not good. Yeah. So I need to be brave enough to try something because if it doesn't work, that's okay. Yeah. But I knew yeah. what I was doing yeah. was certainly not working. Yeah. Why, why, why do we have to get to that point of desperation? That's what I want to figure out because I want, <laughs> I want to communicate this to people, but it has, but people would also have to, to want to do it first of all, and to get to that point, it's almost always like somebody has to be desperate enough to do it. Like how do yeah. we communicate this or how do <laughs> we get through people quicker? And not only to those people that have a, an ongoing issue, but to those people that maybe not just for a better lifestyle, like people, people <laughs> that don't need to change won't change. Yeah, I was gonna, you nailed it. I was gonna say, I got bad news for you. You can't, um, you know, that's people often ask me like, Hey, my dad, my friend, my yeah. brother, my sister, somebody is sick okay. or somebody, how do I communicate with them? And the, the truth is you can't. The only thing in my experience, this is just my experience mm -hmm. is live it, live your lifestyle because there will be a True. point that this True. is why I changed when my health was in crisis. I reached out to other people I saw on social media and saw mm -hmm. that were doing things. I said, I am a mess. Help me. Mm. But if they had tried to communicate with me back when, yeah. you know, <laughs> before my health crisis, I would have been like, get out of here. You're crazy. Mm. Nobody likes unsolicited advice. And we all are going to change at our own pace, you know? And so that's when, like, when you live it, mm -hmm. people want to be healthy. People don't want to be depressed. People don't want to be obese. So when they're ready, that is when you yeah. kindly say like, hey, this is what I do. Can I give you some resources? But the problem is, man, if you do it before then, we're just, I don't know why I, I, you have to have someone on who understands the human brain better yeah. than I do, but we're certainly more apt to just push it away. Mm, that is so key. Um, yeah, I talked about, I, I, I want to talk to you about that because you have that experience from such a young age with, with your experience with food, um, anorexia, uh, having, uh, overcome that and, you know, um, to your uh professional career that you found this way of living that you were brave enough to <clears throat> let go of that profession and go into this route of alternative medicine where um I, I, i'm just I, I saw this i saw this post online uh yesterday about the rising obesity rate that's been consistently rising for six decades and nobody's talking about it and uh, which is uh, it tells you that there are things that people just don't talk about and to to push their own agenda so that that to me it's saying you you really have to uh take control of your life and if it comes to desperation then that's that's where we are um <laughs> Yeah. Um I wanna talk I, mean, <laughs> I wanna talk to you about um I, I said I said earlier that my dad has type two diabetes, right? Um and sure. he has he had it he was diagnosed um about I wanna say four years ago and he's still taking metformin. And so for somebody like that, I know you have a coaching program um helping people reverse type two diabetes and I wanna focus on that. <clears throat> Because it's really near and dear to me. Um, how would somebody start? And if if he's usually he's aware with, of keto, and 
and for somebody that's uh, in, in the keto space, um, I, I want to be able to um, send him the right messages, um, send him mm-hmm. the right things to do. Um, where, where would you, where would you start him? Yeah, you know, if he came to me and said oh. we're going to do a consult, you know, we would we would talk about just. One, everything. Like when I first talk to people, I want to know like, what is your life? What are things? Kind of like, how did, how did we get to this point? Mm. You know, because often it's a little bit deeper than just food. You know, most people, and you know, we talk a little bit about this in the book, just about coping skills, emotional management skills, like making sure that you have some of those, Mm. you know, and then how can we structure, you know, and and I want to teach people Mm. because some people just simply don't know. That, yeah, you know, they're like, oh, I have a cookie or I have crackers. Like, okay, well, you know, every time you have a blood sugar response, you are basically stopping your body from burning fat. Mm-hmm. And if you're a diabetic, you don't, <laughs> you don't have anywhere to store that sugar. So every time you, you know, have those carbohydrates, it's getting stored as fat. And for some people, depending on your genetics, that's visceral fat. And so you are increasing your chances of dying of heart disease. Like, this is serious. This is not a game. You're also potentially going to, you know, Let's, let's keep this real. You know, sometimes, like I said, I think we kind of fluffy bunny people in the hospital, like, Oh, take this medicine. It'll be fine. No, you are, this is not, this is not good. But if you're really motivated, you give Mm -hmm. me four weeks, you know, we can, we can see progress in the first couple. Mm -hmm. We can see big changes in four weeks. Then we'll talk about what do you like? Because so many people have been told, Oh, well, you can't have beef. You can't have butter. You can't have cheese. Like how can we structure a low carb plan? to really fit your lifestyle. So you look forward to meals, to where you're satiated and you're not hungry. You know, how can we make sure there are other things going on in your life to where you're not bored? Mm. You know, you get out, you do stuff, you know, this isn't like, you don't have to start going to the gym every day, but you know, are you getting some fresh air? Are you, um, you know, little stuff we don't talk enough about. Are you doing some deep breathing? Are you managing your stress? So there's so many different things that we hit, you know, in that first session, but it is really important that, um, anyone kind of understand that the concepts, you know, and and then dispel myths because people often be like, Oh, am I going to get heart disease with all this fat? You know? (laughs) Um, and, and there's no moderation involved, right? (laughs) You know, when you're a metabolically healthy human, Mm -hmm. I think most metabolically healthy humans can tolerate, um, some whole food carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. You know, we know through seasons, depending on where you live, especially if you were closer to the equator, you had availability. I mean, fruits and, you know, we know all plants were much smaller and less, had less sugar. Um, but no, I mean, I don't, if you are obese or diabetic, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you're a metabolically unhealthy human. Mm-hmm. And every time you have, you know, especially those processed carbohydrates, mm-hmm. you know, we know those are designed to override your ability to stop eating them. Mm-hmm. So for a while, we need to get back to eating real whole foods. Mm-hmm. And if that's a big struggle for you, you know, for yeah. any human out there, then there's something deeper than that. And that's something, you know, you probably should be connected with a therapist or a mental health professional um, to kind of work on that piece as well. Absolutely. I want to ask you, has somebody asked you or told you that it type two diabetes is genetic is, is in their family? Has anyone came to you about that? <laughs> of course. I hear that all the time. What, what, so is obesity. Yeah. So is kidney disease. So is heart uh-huh. disease. What, what? And I mean, they're not mm. wrong in that you're potentially more predisposed to certain things. Mm. Like I'm certainly more predisposed to mental illness as it runs in my family. Mm. But saying that because you have that, you're going to get it mm. is is ridiculous. Mm. You know, nobody, 
in our country should have type 2 diabetes. Like we we have a proven yeah. reversal and a quick proven yeah. reversal. It's not like, oh, you have to do this for three years. It's like, no, you can do this for like two and a half weeks yeah. and we're going to see progress, you know? Yeah. So while you may be more predisposed to certain things, and that and that is potentially genetic. Like I'm, yeah. I'm a relatively small, lean female. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to be an NFL linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> an NFL linebacker is probably not going to go run ultra marathons. Yeah. You know, we definitely have genetic things that we're um, going to make us more likely to do certain things. But uh, unfortunately, I think people often use that as like a crutch or yes. an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. But I will also caveat that with we haven't provided people with the solution. Mm-hmm. So they keep trying the nutrition guidelines mm-hmm. and they keep failing and they feel like yeah. failures and they're like, yeah. well, you know, fuck it. It's just because I'm yeah. genetic. My dad is diabetic. So yeah. I don't totally blame the patient. I continue to, yeah. you know, I once again, you know, there's responsibility, but if the yeah. medical community and dietitians as well, would just teach these concepts, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't be in the crisis we're in. Yeah. It's, I think it's mostly just information for people not getting, not getting through to people or um, the industry is just not pushing that message. Um, well, for me, this why would they? <laughs> there's, there's no. We live in a capitalist society, you know. Uh, yeah, and that's. And a, I don't. I don't have a about problem money. about that, but I, I mean, people have to know that not to. You know, I'm not saying put their, not to put their trust, but you know, just you know, be more cautious. And this is just a theory. Sometimes I feel like doctors say it's genetic or I'm not saying they're saying it's genetic. Okay. I'm not sure where they're getting that. Um, or you have a history to remove, you know, you, you talked about the fault, um, the guilt, right. Or remove some fault to the food industry. Cause if you, if you did say, Oh, this is lifestyle, then what, who suffers, right? The food industry or, or the medical industry. And, you know, the guilt that you've done this to yourself as well. So if you say it's genetic or that you have a history, then you're hitting two birds in one stone that it's not the food industry. It's not your lifestyle and it's not you. Yeah. Right. It's just, it was fate. It was destiny. Destiny. It's genetic. Uh, It's common. It's your, it's in your family. Everybody dies. (laughs) It's, uh, I mean, um, what do you say to that? Like, I mean, I think that's, you know, yeah. obviously, I think that's silly. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. You know, when we follow a um, a diet that aligns with human physiology, which we know yeah. throughout evolution yeah. was a animal-based, yeah. um, you know, very high-fat, uh, very nutrient-dense mm-hmm. diet. Mm-hmm. And yes, people did consume some plants, mm-hmm. especially when um, animals were scarce, yeah. but, you know, barks, tubers, small part of the diet. Um, you know, those societies had no chronic disease, minimal and like you said, over the last several decades, we've seen an explosion of obesity, of cancers, bipolar disorder, um, depression, you know, leads our nation as the number one cause yeah. of disability. Like these things are related to the things we are eating. And so as, yeah. as people, I think we have to make the choice, the hard choice, because it's everywhere. If you go grocery shopping, I like to do this sometimes. Just look in people's baskets. Like there's no food in there. You know, Oreos aren't food. Chips aren't food. I yeah. mean, people may have like a thing of milk and a thing of eggs, yeah. but everything else is not food. Yeah. We're not eating food anymore. We can't, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm not sitting here saying that, um, you know, food, changing how you eat fixes everything. It's a very, very in-depth process, but it's a very important first step for many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. Um, 
do you get into defining lifestyle versus diet to your client? Like, as far as like, yeah. what do you mean? As far as like, let's say, you know, people would think that going into keto would be a short term thing, right? Oh. Uh, as opposed to like, because they have to understand that you're in this position uh, because of your lifestyle. <laughs> and if you if you're if you're thinking of this as a 30 day thing then sure. you, you you would you would you would go get into this diet thinking you're off of it in 30 days right and if you have a chronic illness then you must you you have to have a mindset of getting into this long term like do you get into that yes yeah? yes absolutely yeah. and i think that is why whatever you are eating, you know, this needs to be something because when I first started the carnivore, like I decided, you know, full carnivore, except for coffee, (laughs) I was going to do this for 30 days. And after doing it um, for 30 days, like I knew I would never go back. I mean, I I now, of course, incorporate some, you know, whole food carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. But I how I felt changed so dramatically, Mm -hmm. like my anxiety, lifelong anxiety disappeared. I mean, I was angry. Because I was like, all these, I suffered for 20 years mm-hmm. that in weeks, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I was had this profound muscle pain. It was gone. I hadn't slept that well in decades, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. getting people, people will see results relatively quickly, but it is important. Food is a big part of life. It's a big part of culture. Yeah. We need to be eating things that you want to eat forever. Exactly. You know, people sometimes write me and ask me, can you just make me a meal plan? No, <laughs> I don't know what you like. I can't tell you to eat beef if you hate ground. Like I have a woman client who doesn't I like know. beef. You know, as you know, I'm obviously a huge beef fan, but she loves salmon. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. I'm one of the few humans in the universe that doesn't like bacon. Yeah. So if you told me, yeah. I'm not going to eat that. Yeah. You know, so that is why um, we talk about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You love it. You want to do yeah. it. And that's actually why many people stick with these, you know, keto or keto or carnivore diets yeah. is they're, they like what they're doing. Yeah. This is why people don't stick with the nutrition guidelines. They yeah. don't like how they feel. They don't like what they're doing. That's why it's so important to have a coach is you are holding their hand until they cross that line. Because as soon as they cross that line, starting to feel better, now they experience this. Um, some people call it, you know, they experience it's, uh, a joy that they've never experienced before or they haven't experienced for a while. And as soon as they cross that, it becomes um, it becomes if if I would go into the keto diet looking to lose weight, it becomes more than that, right? It becomes mm-hmm. my health. It becomes something that I want for myself. And that's why, I mean, coaching is, is so super important is to, you know, I'll guide somebody to guide you to be accountable until you cross that line, until you, wh- wherever that line is, like a year, <laughs> two years or, or what, like, yeah. Yeah. And some people just need, you know, there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of difficulty. So just bouncing ideas off, you know, encouragement um, and sometimes troubleshooting. You know, for some people, we increase protein a little bit, decrease fat or vice versa. Certainly, if you're trying to compete in an endurance event, how you eat is going to be a little different. Um so yeah, absolutely. But I think you made a really good point. Often people will, you know, have kind of a a micro focus of I want to lose weight. But yeah. as you start doing this, it's like you'll see other areas of your health improve. I worked with a woman who um, she was like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I'm not losing weight. I'm, you know, we're three and a half, four weeks in. And I was like, well, what else have you noticed? She's like, well, I do have more energy. I'm sleeping better. I'm more productive at work. I, I My clothes fit better. <laughs> we went through this like whole list of stuff. It's like, okay. 
let's hang on for a minute. And, you know, it just took a little longer. Within a few months, she was losing weight. But it was just like sometimes we get so fixated on weight that we forget about life is so much bigger than that. You know, you you need to think a more macro or, you know, a a bigger scale. Yeah, I, yeah. For me too, I I get I got into it for weight loss, and then I I started realizing I'm more focused, more uh, energetic. I was able to, um, you know, um, it was so great. I started a podcast. <laughs> it was so amazing. I started talking to people like you that are leaders of the space and just want to help people. And you know that energy. I, I talk to people a lot about how they were able to transform themselves to transform their life from from being um enabled to do things to like doing things that they have never um well they're passionate about they have that energy now to do what they're passionate about and so uh, it's for me it's it changed my my the whole trajectory of my life uh, no i'm i'm telling this to all the listeners right now. <laughs> it, it changed my life honestly yeah well same you know I, I I thought I would never run again mm. and I hated my job at the hospital yeah. and I ended up being able to run ultra marathons you know I've done a six-hour race and yeah. a 50 mile race I we have a puppy now yeah. so <laughs> my life is you know up run 10 to 15 miles in the morning I'm at the gym I and take him to an hour at the dog park. I have clients. I have another side job. And it's like, that would have been impossible. Awesome. Let me repeat, impossible on the current standard American diet. Yeah. And I, even if you had told me before I'd started this, if you told me back in 2019, like, hey, your life is going to change so much. You're, all these things, you're going to yeah. write the book. I would have told you you were nuts. My health, mm-hmm. I had all these self-limiting beliefs because my health was so poor. And so much of that, so much of that was tied to what I was eating. And I want to emphasize, I know it's not just what you're eating. You do have to have self-confidence and change how you think and you have to be brave. But I really believe, and we can even get into this. Yeah, Yeah, with eating disorder treatment, you know, we're trying to teach people how to change behaviors and all this cognitive behavioral therapy while feeding them crap. You know, we got to feed your brain foods that are going to help you change. Yeah, and it starts with getting that energy from this diet, from this lifestyle, yes. right? Getting that energy as soon as you have that capacity to do stuff, now you're doing the practices, right? Now you're- <laughs> And recovery. Yeah. I think that's also a topic we don't talk enough about. Like, you should not feel tired every day. It is not normal to be 30, 40 years old and yeah. not be able to walk a mile, you know? It's not normal to to um, mm-hmm. not sleep. It's not normal to be in pain. Mm-hmm. Like we just, I, I'm working in the hospital setting and we've just normalized like, Oh, I'm getting older. I mean, mm-hmm. I was 36 yeah. <laughs> and it was like, why am I hurting everywhere? Like you should have vibrant energy, yeah. you know? And so that is, um, yeah. you know, my recovery from running, from life, from everything mm-hmm. is just so much better. This is so amazing. And um, I love what you're doing with, you know, your, you wrote, you wrote a book and helping people, you know, change your life completely. Um, and I'm, we're not, we're not overreacting when we say, I mean, I mean, I've, I've transformed my life and I, I think that's hard for people to, to wrap their head, ha- wrap their heads around because uh, until you really experience it, you don't know. Right. But, but this is available to you. This is an option reversing chronic illness. It's there. You, you can look online and, you know, the studies, the case studies are all there and you just want to, you just want to um you know be more curious about this uh amazing uh, lifestyle that we're all now embarking in so um thank you so much uh michelle um i want to talk to you about 
their book in the process of creating the book. What was your motivation <laughs> on, on writing this book? Oh, when I got my health back, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I wanted to, I naively thought that I would, you know, I had access. When you work at a hospital, you have access mm -hmm. to all the clinical trials. You can print them out. And so I printed out a bunch and I naively thought I'd be able to take this and teach patients. Mm -hmm. And I was immediately told no. And so I was just angry. I was told I had to teach the standard American guidelines mm -hmm. to my diabetic patients and my kidney failure patients and my obese patients. And so every free moment I had, I just wrote, I was like, I'm going to write a book. I mean, you know, other dietitians kind of laugh like, oh, I'm going to write a book. And then um, during COVID, I lost all my hours. Mm -hmm. um, I was put actually in an employee call center where mm -hmm. patients call to order food. Mm -hmm. So for eight hours a day, I had to input diabetics ordering chocolate cake and I was just angry. So <laughs> I just kept writing and writing. And I was like, I have a story to tell. You know, I want to share my recovery from an eating disorder. I want to share my improvement from anxiety. And I just want to share the community. So many people in the community said, I want to help. I'll share my story. So, you know, we have testimonies in there. And I wanted it to be very readable. So somebody like, you know, who knows nothing about science could pick it up and be like, yeah. oh, that makes sense. But I also knew there would be people that would be like, what does the science say? So, you know, we have 181 um, articles cited. Uh, yeah. And so just, I just, it was a, I can't even tell you, I, I couldn't have done it without, you know, Dr. Nevada Gray did the forward and helped me so much. Uh, my good friend, Meg Chatham, who um, also worked with Diana Rogers on this, you know, did the, the book and movie Sacred Cow, helped me a ton. There were a lot of tears. There were a lot of drafts. Anyone who wants to write a book <laughs> should hit me up because it's quite the process. It's not just write it and upload it. Um, it, it it's, it's pretty intense. But I'm, you know, to me, it's my gift of gratitude back to the community. Um, my, my partner, my wife was so supportive. You know, it's actually a, a relatively expensive endeavor to do just formatting and all that. And so I always said one day you're going to take her on a vacation. So hopefully uh, this year, next it. year. It's all worth it. Um, <laughs> it's been great. Yeah. I've had a lot of positive feedback mm -hmm. on it. You know, surprisingly, I was I was surprised I didn't have more pushback. Um, but, you know, there's always push. I always get some from the dietetics community. But I think I've you're actually getting quite through a few to them. I, you're actually getting through. Well, to you know, them, a lot yeah. of people email me and say, I hear you. I mm -hmm. see this struggle, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm stuck. I'm in this job. I need this insurance. Yeah. I don't know what to do, yeah. you know, yeah. and I was fortunate that I had, you know, we had saved enough that I could leave and pursue other endeavors. But I, I also hear that struggle for sure. That's amazing. Well, um, if you guys are interested, um, the book is called The Dietitian's Dilemma. What would you do if your health was restored by doing the opposite of everything you were taught? Michelle, thank you so much for coming on. Where can they find you? Where can this <laughs> yeah so the book is on amazon we've got a paperback if you're old school like me and like mm -hmm. paperback it's also an ebook or the audible mm -hmm. and i did read it <laughs> on the audible and um i'm most active on instagram mm -hmm. at run eat meet repeat all one word um you can find me on twitter at michelle hern rd and uh the dietitian's dilemma.net so if you're interested in working with me you can um you know, <laughs> as a ketogenic lifestyle coaching, yeah. but you can get there from the, the dietitiansdilemma.net as well. Awesome. Michelle, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Michelle, that's it. Yes. Yeah, all right, <laughs> cool. Great. Awesome. Thank you. I but appreciate it. it, it, it. it, it, it that was good. Yeah, we, we did have some technical difficulties, but it was smooth <laughs> all the way through. It was like, we made it. Yeah, it was <laughs> we a little, you know what? That's all right. I, I can't tell you. Yeah. When I first started, oh, my God, my phone would stop. My dogs would bark. It was just 
there's always something so no worries but well thank you for having me that was fun no i was excited to have you on like i was when i was reading you, your book it was it was incredible and i i mean like i want to ask the right question because i really want to I really want to, you know, send that message to the listeners and, and you know, be inspired. But I, I know you're already impacting a lot of people. But um, yeah, no, I appreciate I, it. Yeah. I appreciate what you're doing. I think most people just they need hope. You know, if anything, if I, that would be my gift to anybody, it would just be there yeah. is there is hope, you know, because I think just people try and they fail and yeah. they try and they fail. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> try this. You haven't tried this yet. You know, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like for people that actually found this lifestyle, they've tried and failed and tried and failed until they found something that really sticks right F keep looking keep 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 grinding and you know you 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 hit the spot right there and um love your book and um, i'm gonna push your message you know the best way i can and uh help your message get through thank you i really appreciate that um yeah if you if you mm -hmm. can send me an email or tag me when it goes live i'll yeah. put it on my social media as well yeah awesome michelle so i'm gonna require two photos from you just uh um a full body if you can and uh sure. and a selfie you know for for the uh for the cover so um okay yeah i'll send i'll email you some all right bye bye Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another great episode here on the Ketones and Coffee podcast. And we've had such a pleasure of hosting yet another amazing guest here, guys. If you're eager to learn more about the secrets of succeeding on the ketogenic lifestyle, be sure to check out the show notes. As a special treat for our loyal listeners, I'm offering an exclusive opportunity for a free consultation call. Discover how you can achieve success on the ketogenic lifestyle by simply referring to the details provided in the show notes take advantage guys of this unique chance to enhance your journey to a healthier you and stay tuned for more captivating episodes and until next time guys keep embracing the power of ketones <laughs>